Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to recap the 49ers Conference Championship loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Before we actually get into that, kind of a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Abenabria podcast. For one break, we previewed what we we're going to do for this week's show. Once again, we are going to recap the end of the 49ers season as they ended up losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. But before we actually get into that, going to briefly go through the betting picks that we had on the show. We ended up sweeping, but it ended up costing the Niners their season. So I guess we ended it on a high note for us, at least. Uh, We had the Eagles minus the two and a half, and we also had the under in the game, and the Eagles won 31 to seven. One of the weirder games I've ever seen in the playoffs, just based on how it unfolded, mostly because of how injured the 49ers quarterback room was and how... They even put McCaffrey back there for a couple of snaps at quarterback. It was that bad. But to briefly go through the plan for this show, I'll go through the overall game flow. I'll go through the stats, the usual breakdown stuff. And then I feel like we're going to kind of just open it to a brief discussion, just briefly summarizing my takeaways, kind of some some overall season grades on some guys. And that's going to wrap it up for the season. So, We're not going to do a Super Bowl show. We're not going to do anything like that. We're simply going to wipe it clean uh, with football season after this episode, and we'll transition over to the Golden State Warriors and the NBA moving forward. But either way, to get into the actual game, the Niners started off kind of getting screwed over by the refs there. Also a bit of Shanahan's fault, not challenging. But on the fourth down play, Devontae Smith made that crazy one-handed catch which was going to be in the highlight reels all over, I don't know, NFL lore, but it ended up being an incomplete pass. The only problem was nobody challenged it, and they didn't do an expedited review or anything of it, and the Eagles ended up snapping the ball. They kept possession, and they scored a touchdown. However, the, well, it didn't really get much better for the Niners after that. So the Eagles scored a touchdown from the Miles Sanders run there on the first drive of the game. Then you ended up having Brock Purdy, who got strip sacked, basically, where his arm got hit. It looked like a clear fumble live, but either way, they ended up reviewing it. It was confirmed that the ball got knocked out, and then his loose arm basically hit the ball when it was already out of his possession, which caused the ball to fly downfield, but it wasn't in anybody's control, so it definitely was a fumble. The problem was you had Brock Purdy mess up a nerve in his throwing arm, And that was basically the game because Purdy was, for the sake of throwing the ball, done for the game. He eventually came back in later, but I'll get into that. So Purdy was done. They brought in journeyman Josh Johnson, who I can't believe is still in the league. 
He's been on about 30 teams. And if you watched him play, you feel like you should have retired about five years ago because he is awful. And he really was not good in the title game. Now, I understand the argument that he wasn't supposed to be in the game at all. And what did you expect? I understand the points that he's a third or a fourth string quarterback if you want if you want to include Trey Lance and Garoppolo and everybody from the preseason. But the point is for a 36-year-old journeyman, Johnson looked absolutely washed. He had about two or three delay of game penalties against him. He had no pocket presence at all. And he used to be a mobile guy, which I thought was pretty weird. He didn't look to run a single time. He was just awful. Like there, When you knew as soon as Johnson came into the game, this team was basically screwed. And they did score a touchdown, a very nice touchdown run there by McCaffrey as he ended up breaking a couple of tackles there and he scored. And then the Eagles offense kind of woke up. You had the prolonged drive with a bunch of defensive penalties on it for the Niners. They That ended up resulting in a touchdown. Then you had an immediate fumble right before half by Josh Johnson, which was recovered by the Eagles. They scored again. So the Eagles got 14 free points basically right before half. Uh, referee assisted on the first seven, and then Johnson just messing up the snap, and that resulted in another free seven points for the Eagles. So it was 21-7 at halftime, and I think nobody expected Josh Johnson to lead the the Niners to another two touchdowns, maybe even one touchdown. So everyone thought the game was basically over at halftime, and then Johnson got injured. And they ran out of quarterbacks. So they brought Purdy back in, who couldn't throw. So every play was a handoff, kind of the entire second half. And the Niners looked like a preseason offense. They were just running the ball every play, trying some occasional end arounds to Debo. They once again had McCaffrey try some trick pass at some point in the second half. The point is the Niners had nothing to actually do offensively because they nobody could throw the ball. And the game was over at that point. The Niners defense got frustrated, a couple of dumb penalties at the end. Uh, even some offensive players got ejected. I know Trent Williams got thrown out of the game for fighting later on. It didn't matter, to be honest. Once Purdy got hurt, the game was over. And yes, the referees definitely helped out Philly on a drive or two. But at the end of the day, the Niners were not going to score more than seven points. Josh Johnson was horrible. Even if he stayed healthy, I doubt they would have scored again. And Purdy could not throw. He threw a couple of screen passes. That was it. He And it makes sense because you, according to the reports after the game, he's on the shelf for about a couple months. So, yeah, Purdy had no business actually being in the game, but they didn't have a quarterback, so he had no choice. But he was a glorified handoff guy because he couldn't throw. So the game was over, and it's unfortunate that the Niners' winning streak and their great overall run this season – ended because they ran out of quarterbacks to throw out on the field. But the Eagles are a really good team. And at the end of the day, I think that if both teams were healthy, it would have been a slugfest because Jalen Hurts really did not look great throughout the entire game. But once you end up losing Purdy and your backups, a guy who probably shouldn't be in the league, you're screwed. And the Niners were screwed. So once again, we ended up winning the spread and the total for the game. To go through the actual numbers, though, from a stats perspective, Josh Johnson led the way passing. 7 for 13, 74 yards, sacked twice, QBR of 14.7. Purdy went 4 for 4 for 25 yards. Uh, he had the strip sack fumble, QBR of 3.7. And McCaffrey threw one pass, had zero yards as an incompletion to nobody. Could have been intentional grounding. But he had a QBR of 6.3. 
So McCaffrey throwing one incompletion had a quarterback rating roughly double of Brock Purdy's, which tells you all you need to know. The highest QBR on the team was 14.7. As for the running game, McCaffrey had 15 carries for 84 yards and a touchdown. Kittle had a carry in there when they were trying to scramble for something. Debo had six carries for negative nine yards. They kept trying to get him some end arounds, didn't work. The receiving core, Debo led the way with 33 yards. Kittle had 32 yards. McCaffrey had 22 yards. And Ayuk had one catch for 10. As for fumbles, you had Josh Johnson who lost a fumble. You had Brock Purdy who lost a fumble. And Debo Samuel lost a fumble. So the Niners lost the turnover battle 3-0 in addition to not being able to throw the ball. As for the pass rush, they got one sack, which was by Armstead. But that was really it. The defense was on the field the entire game. And they were really good for most of the game. The penalties were backbreaking, but still... Considering the fact the offense really couldn't do anything besides one drive in the entire game, the defense fought, and it's all you can ask for, and that was definitely not their fault that they lost the game. But Jalen Hurts went 15-25 for 121 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked one time, QBR of 64.4. The ground game for Philly was somewhat effective, at least compared to most Niners opponents. 44 carries, 148 yards, four touchdowns but 3.4 yards per carry. Miles Sanders had two touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had one touchdown, and Boston Scott had one touchdown. But Gainwell led the way rushing yards-wise with 48. For the pass catchers, the Eagles, once again, only had 121 passing yards. They realized at halftime, if we just literally punt the ball, if we just run the ball and punt, they can't score. So we're not even going to bother. And that's exactly what happened. So Devontae led the way with 36 receiving yards. A.J. Brown to 28 and Goddard at five catches for 23. That's basically it. Nobody really did much in the passing game. They didn't need to. And for the sacks, they sacked the Niners quarterbacks three times, and you had two by Hassan Reddick, including the arm injury by Purdy, which was caused by Reddick just coming around the edge, and nobody picked him up, and he destroyed Purdy. And you ended up having Hargrave, who had won. But from a physicality perspective, it was a good game early on. Uh, then the injury happened and the game was over. So there's not much more to add. It was just a painful way for a season to end when you're one step away from the Super Bowl. But the Eagles did what they needed to do. They moved on, and now they're facing off against the Chiefs. So hopefully that turns into an entertaining Super Bowl. As for the Niners, you have a couple of interesting decisions to make because Purdy was very good as a fill-in guy. Garoppolo's gone. You can make an argument that Trey Lance is going to try to put up a fight for the starting quarterback position next year. But Purdy's probably the guy. And Brady, there were rumors about Brady being linked to the Niners, and maybe Shanahan pulled the trigger on a veteran, but Brady retired. So that's not an option anymore, unless you think that he comes out. I, I think Brady's actually going to stay retired. If you really watched him for most of the year, I thought he was horrible. I know his counting stats were fine. It had a lot of Big Ben Pittsburgh vibes, where if you watched him play, you thought he was absolutely useless but his counting stats were good because he threw the ball more than anybody else in the league. I think Brady was basically cooked, and I know that in the Niners' offense, I'm sure he would have still been productive, and the Niners have a great supporting cast around him, which would have helped. But the point is, Brady said a while back, I think it was 2014, I'll stop playing when I suck, or I'll retire when I suck. And I think Brady realizes that his best years are behind him, and it's not worth his time anymore. He's 45. So I'm assuming he's going to stay retired. They're going to run it back with Purdy, if I had to guess. They'll have some type of quarterback competition. I don't think Trey Lance is very good. 
So I think Purdy will probably end up keeping the starting job and we'll see what happens. But the other big news for the Niners, they did lose their defensive coordinator as D'Amico Ryans ended up getting the head coaching job for the Texans. Six years. Good for him. Great coordinator. A lot of fun seeing him on the sidelines and the Niners will have to find somebody else to replace him. Shannon has been very good at finding D coordinators with Salah followed by D'Amico. That's a hell of a back-to-back defensive coordinator run. And they're going to try to go for the three-peat there with a home run defensive coordinator higher. But the point is, you're looking at the Niners overall season and how I would grade it. I'm going to have to... It's really tough to grade because everyone got injured. It's really a situation where am I supposed to hold it against the Niners because all their quarterbacks got hurt? I don't think I can. I think if I'm grading the overall season, I'm going to give it an A. I'm going to give it an uh, A or an A minus. I'm going to give it an A minus. Going into the season, they had Super Bowl expectations, but I think most people thought that the Rams would probably either win the division or go head-to-head with the Niners to win the division. Instead, every team besides the Niners in the division was either awful or slightly above average was Seattle. And I think Seattle is a pretty decent football team since their point differential was six in the entire season. But San Francisco had a point differential of, I mean, it was it was roughly 200. They were phenomenal. You end the year winning a double on a double-digit win streak and that carries over into the playoffs. You end up defending home field twice. You lose your road game against the one seed. I'm going to give it an A-. I do think that injuries were, of course, the main storyline for the season, but I'm trying to think of how the Niners could have prevented anything that happened this season because Garoppolo was fine. They started the year with Trey Lance, which I get why they did it. I just think that it was a horrible draft trade. John Lynch has been a great GM so far in his young GM career, except that Lance trade is, in my opinion, historically bad you can make a serious argument that that draft pick is almost as bad as the Zach Wilson draft pick by the Jets because they traded up to get Lance and he clearly wasn't ready. And even in the healthy game, yes, I know the weather in Chicago was horrible week one, but he was terrible. He didn't look great in preseason at any point either. And he's a great athlete who still looks extremely raw. And now he's off a serious injury. So we'll see how he looks next year. But Lance, I think that's a terrible draft pick. That's not going to work out. Garoppolo was fine, looked like classic Garoppolo. He had some good games, and then against the Broncos in a night game, he stepped out of the back of the end zone and they lost. Uh, He also had the awful game against Kansas City. He he had a classic Garoppolo season. You know, he was fine for the most part. The stats were okay, but you know he's not going to win you games that you have no business winning. He'll win games if he has good support, a good support system throughout, and then Purdy took over. First of all, if I'm grading draft, if I'm grading just the overall season of players, Purdy's an A+. There's no other way to grade Purdy. He was Mr. Irrelevant, and he went undefeated in the regular season and led the Niners to the NFC title game. That's an easy A+. I'm going to give Shanahan an A. I can't roast him for anything that happened besides starting Trey Lance to start the season. But even with that being the case, the front office gave up so much to, to trade for Lance. At some point, you had to start him. And Garoppolo wasn't really on speaking terms with the franchise, and then they ended up having to use him anyway. But I'm going to give Shannon an A. He's a finalist for Coach of the Year. He's going to be, in my opinion, second place. I think Dable's going to win it because the Giants were supposed to be terrible and they made the playoffs. But Shannon will give him an A. I thought he was solid. The only concern was the Trey Lance decision to start the year. 
and also the conservative play calling in the playoffs, mostly against Dallas. But either way, he had a good year as a coach, and they'll try to get back to the Super Bowl next year. As for everybody else, McCaffrey, I'm giving an A+. I got nothing else to say about McCaffrey besides the fact that he's still incredible and he stayed healthy. The health concerns were the only problem with the trade. The trade was 100% worth it. McCaffrey provided a serious spark to the offense, and Elijah Mitchell got hurt also. So instead of having to rely on Jordan Mason and a little bit of uh, Davis Price, you actually had a top two running back in the league get a bunch of work, and McCaffrey was incredible. So McCaffrey gets an A-plus as well. Him and Purdy, I think, are going to be the lone A-plus guys. Bosa, I'm going to give an A. He's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Durability is still a concern, so I'll give him an A there. But I really, at the end of the day, just think that the Niners had a good year. It was really difficult with the card stacked against them, but I do think that the Niners definitely showed that they are one of the best teams in the league, and unfortunately for them, their season was taken from them because of injuries. But either way, that's kind of the brief grades and breakdown for the overall season. I'm giving D'Amico Ryans an A-plus as well, if I'm going by coordinators. He was great with that defense, and he got a six-year head coaching job because of it. Great for him. Happy for him returning back to the Texans. Used to play for them, so he's familiar with the area. Uh, Besides that, not really much more to add. I can't really give grades for some other guys. Like Kittle missed some time. Um, I mentioned Bosa, uh, who missed some time, but he still had a great year. I feel like I kind of wrapped it up. Uh, I don't really have much more to add. Debo had... An okay year, played 13 games. That's the issue with paying Debo over that big contract is he's injured all the time, and he missed another four games this season. Uh, Ayuk was good, get over 1,000 yards, played in 17 games, so I can't really complain there. But, uh, I mean, you're looking at the stats here. Bosa missed one game, so he missed less than previous years, but he still missed the game. He had 18 and a half sacks. And Kittle, I mentioned before, Kittle ended up missing... Oh, let me pull up the numbers. Kittle missed two games, so he was mostly healthy, but still got banged up a little bit. Took him a while to get going. Uh, With Garoppolo, it seemed like Purdy really kind of sparked something with Kittle. But, yeah, I mean, I don't have much more to add. Uh, You had the linebacking court, which was good, with Warner and Greenlaw. Greenlaw got hurt a lot uh, to end the year. Only played in 15 regular season games. Got hurt in the playoffs a lot. He was clearly battling some stuff at the end. And Hafunga, I'm a big fan of. Uh, He had a very good year as well. Uh, but for the most part, the Niners had a solid year. Give him an A. F- I'm, I'm giving him an A minus just because people expect a Super Bowl or bust, but I really don't think it was their fault. The entire team got injured, and they had a shot to beat Philly in my eyes if they were healthy, but they weren't, and that was the story. But once again, that's going to wrap it up for the season for the Niners. We'll be back next week with the Golden State Warriors talking about uh, the next games they have in the upcoming week. Going back to the old format, we'll go through the next games from Thursday to Wednesday for the following week. And we'll go through those games with previews and we're going to hopefully see Golden State ramp it up right around uh, the post all-star break time, right around the all-star break. So the point is we are going to have a little bit of a break with the Warriors, but worst case is we could just recap the first half of the season and go from there. But Golden State right now, in the playoffs and they were expected to be a lot better, but you know, the season's still young and we'll see what, if they can definitely ramp it up moving forward, but either way until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.